Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wild Woman Reborn podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Billido. I am so glad you're here. I created this space for women who know they have a free spirit, vitality, and self-confidence within them and believe that they can truly embody this spirit and they're willing to make that investment in themselves. Being aware and truly understanding who you are allows you to listen to your intuitive voice and execute on your desires, and this is where the true magic happens. You deserve to start living your life on your own narrative and let go of restrictions and conditioned thinking that have been holding you caged for far too long. A wild woman is one who goes back to her true and natural self and can act on her desires and intuition and live life with all of her senses. She is the kind of woman who feels deeply, knows who she is and what she values, and is never to be restricted. Each week on this podcast, I will share solo episodes and guest interviews that inspire and help women navigate how to clear that space and develop habits and ways of thinking that ignite that true wild woman spirit so they can see the changes in their relationships, career, and in life. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wild Woman Reborn podcast. I wanted to hop on this week and share a solo episode because I've been thinking a lot lately about the different challenges that I've seen a lot of people in my life face over the last couple of months. And it's led me to reflect a lot on some of the challenging seasons that I've felt in my life, in particularly through my 30s and into my 40s. And I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I've often felt that when I'm going through something very heavy, something very emotionally difficult, that there's this sense that I have to kind of sort through it on my own before I can share it with others. And that also comes with that sort of right time to share it with those that I can trust. And there may be so much in the way for people to sort through things that are emotionally challenging and difficult that it almost feels like people kind of put it on the back burner and or as I like to say, kind of putting it back in the volcano for another time. And as we all know, when we take that that emotional suffering and, and pain and confusion or whatever hurtful emotions that it causes and we stuff it inside, we know that that has physical manifestations that are not good for our health. And I think in a time where we are all coming off of years of of challenges in our lives that, you know, and it's also difficult to find um, professional help to talk to, that it can be very easy to just shove things down and save it for later. And I hope this week's solo episode kind of invites you to maybe revisit and reflect and explore parts of yourself that you haven't visited in a long time um, and, and do it with with grace and acceptance for the lives that we've led and the experiences that we've had. So this week I wanted to share a place, as I call it, a season of my life that was in my mid to late 30s. And during this time, I like to look back on it and think that, you know, I was doing the best I could, but 
in reality, I was really headed for for a moment of personal crisis in my life. And inside, I could feel that things were out of alignment. But I really had no awareness of how to stop what was inevitably leading to a spiral in my life. And on the outside, I looked like I had everything together. I had a new marriage, a new home, a new baby, even a new job. And it was like I checked all the boxes. And even to those that I was closest to, it seemed like everything was going swimmingly. Everything was just great. But what was really going on beneath the surface was a much different story. And what I found myself in in my late 30s was I was struggling to juggle all the roles that I had. And within just a few years of of getting married, I literally had had a new job, um, a new baby at home, a new job. I was managing the household. I was really, like many women, just trying to do it all. And I wasn't advocating for myself. I wasn't asking for help. I had no parents or, or close family around to help. So I was really bearing the brunt of the workload in the house and doing that while holding down full-time work. And what I wasn't as aware of at the time was that I was really living under this perfectionistic expectation of myself where I believed that my worth came from my achievement, both personally, professionally, and this belief that I really had to hold it all together at all costs. And I wasn't supposed to show weakness. I was supposed to be strong. I was supposed to show to everyone that I could handle it all. And that really spiraled into believing that asking for help was not an option. And Although this was not the truth and, you know, people were encouraging me, you know, why don't you get help? You know, if you need something, just ask. But I always had this fear of relying on others and that maybe they would say no or that it wasn't a consistent form of help. Um, and, and the most extreme fear I had was that those who I depended on would abandon me. I, I lost my dad in my early 20s and, and my family had, had fallen apart. And I just, I, I left my 20s feeling that I had to do this all on my own and that the only one I could truly depend on was myself. And I didn't realize at the time how heavy a burden that was and how much it impacted my inability at the time to ask um, for help and even ask for help of my husband, of my closest friends. So as a result, I really, I just took it all on my shoulders. And this led me to expressing my needs to no one. I really believed that if I was vulnerable, if I showed that I was needy, that this would lead to some sort of rejection, that I would be looked down upon for being weak or not being able to handle it. And I kind of just believed that I was better to take it on myself than to deal with that feeling of rejection. And what I wasn't aware of is what that feeling was doing to my body and my soul. I was physically and emotionally depleted. I, I spent my days, weeks, months, years just working constantly. I really wasn't making 
the time for myself or at least quality time for myself. And that led to really resenting others, um, even those I was closest to. I resented them not understanding how I was feeling, even though I wasn't really honest with myself about how I was feeling. And that lack of communication did the most damage in my marriage. And I stayed so far away from who I really was that it was as if I became a stranger in my own relationship. And the root of that was that I was a stranger to myself. And that, of course, impacted my relationship with my husband because I was really a stranger to him at that time. He didn't really know what I needed because I wasn't willing to admit what I needed. And I remember being in therapy at that time, and I was sitting across from my therapist, who I had known for many years, and I remember that just tears were streaming down my face. I was staring at my lap. I was just clutching this tissue in my hand. And I had sat in this chair so many times on the receiving end of the most uncomfortable questions, and many a time I'd been speechless and really, you know, she challenged me to dig deeper. And in answering her, I was really, really challenged to answer myself and to dig internally for those answers that I wasn't willing to let be heard. And I remember she asked me at that time what I was afraid of. And I had been through so much in my marriage and in my life, we, my husband and I had been to couples therapy. You know, it'd be so many hurtful arguments that seemed to go in circles. I had experienced the pain of a miscarriage. And I just remember when she asked me that, I, I knew I had to get the courage to say what I was truly afraid of. And the words that came out of my mouth in that moment to her is, I told her, I said, I'm afraid of being that woman again. By that woman, I meant the woman that was really so much a stranger to herself that she had let herself down. She had let her life fall apart. And I felt so much shame and guilt in that. It was like I was a prisoner in my own jail. And although... I had made it to the other side. I, I was able to to rebuild my marriage, to rebuild my life, to to start trying again to have another child after the miscarriage. It seemed like it was a long way from a light at the end of the tunnel. And I knew I was on a path of rebuilding. And I wasn't quite at the path that I realized I was on a rebirth path. I was more just aware that I had made it to the other side and I was afraid of going back to that emotional place of being that woman who, whose life was in shambles. And when I said that to myself, I, it, was as like, it was as if life had finally turned a corner and I was able to see that there was this part of my life that kind of had burned to ashes but that there was an ability to regrow. But I was still holding on to that fear that I would have to go back to that place or that I would inevitably go back to that place. 
you know, to the woman who silenced herself and believed she didn't deserve to have her needs met. And I remember my therapist leaning in. Um, she was sitting in her chair and she leaned forward and looked me in the eyes. And she said, I'll never forget her words. She looked me in the eye and said, you will never be that woman again. And I've held on to those words over the years. And I remember the sigh of relief that my soul felt um, in that moment. And I was 37 years old. And I felt as if I was given the permission to, to look back at my years being in my late teens, my 20s, and well into my 30s, and and see those years for what they were. They were the most beautiful, but also the most difficult years of my life. And although I wanted to blame myself for what I had experienced and any hurt that I'd suffered, I, and even though I in some ways thought it was something I did that caused those turn of events and that pain, but in that moment in her chair, I, I realized that I now had to give myself permission to rebuild and to be reborn again. And what I experienced and learned from the beauty and pain that those years brought was that they served a greater purpose. And that purpose was to illuminate a path forward. It wasn't to feel shame. It wasn't to feel regret. It wasn't to, to blame myself for the the lessons that I learned, but it was to light a path forward. And what I didn't know at that time was that that, that realization was really shining a light on a woman that was always part of me, but she was waiting, like, behind the shadows for me to see her again. And when I learned the archetypal stories of the wild woman and how she has a dual nature, and that dual nature is is this woman that exists on an unconscious level, and we all have her and we all belong to her. And psychically, we as wild women, we possess these certain characteristics. We are keen, we are sensing, we're devoted. And this co-ownership of this wild woman spirit is, it's part of ourselves. It's nothing we have to earn. And I think the fact that it exists within us, really the only permission we need to experience that feeling is to allow it in. But we oftentimes have these limited beliefs and narratives that hold such a strong grip on our ability to make space for that unconscious part of ourselves. And in my late 30s and into my 40s, I, I began to understand that this part had not been lost to me. It was more that I let the outside stories and limited beliefs shadow and silence her. And I didn't need anyone's permission but my own to bring her back into my conscious awareness. And once I understood how to know that part of her, and it's the best way to describe it, I feel, is just that soulful part of ourselves that has an intuitive knowing. And for me, that feeling 
can be likened to, you know, the feeling I felt when I held my child or when I, you know, heard a song or read a book or saw a movie where this really deep part of myself was touched. And that to me is that true knowing, that true inner woman. And although she'd whispered to me many times over the years, um, I felt that the limiting narratives that I had were just stronger. And it got to the point where those narratives became so loud that I couldn't hear. I wasn't letting her voice be heard. And that was the voice of, of the things that I needed, the spiritual part of myself that needed to be heard. And when I started to to let that part have its space, that is when it felt as if there were like the roots of a tree within me and the wild woman was the root. And once I was able to let, you know, a, a water flow to that root and allow growth again, that's when I started to feel the change. And during my, my 20s and 30s, it was almost as if I let those roots dry up and the expectations, obligations, and and limiting stories just really dried up the source. And those stories were just the, the society, cultural, what, what everyone expected of me. And I just really let that dictate um, my choices and what... I felt I should be doing and could be doing. And that slow drying up really, it, it, it's the silencing of my intuition was really what hit a rock bottom as I sat in my therapist chair and was able to say, you know, I don't want to go back to that version. That's not the true version. And I thank God for her words because when I accepted that that was the past and I was on a on a path to rebirth and to moving on with a new narrative, I'm now in my mid-40s and I, I, I can say now that I know what it feels to water those roots and I know that is my primary job in my life. And what this looks like in my life is that I now... I now spend time being very consciously aware of what I need. I have learned to advocate when and how I get those needs met and, and do it without apology. I prioritize the amount of space I need. Um, that includes silence, time alone, um, time with and without the people that I need to feel um, my body decompress and, and connect inward. And sometimes that's being with those I love and sometimes it's just being alone. And I've learned to communicate what I need with those I love, my husband, my children, my friends. I've learned to strengthen the awareness of what is inspiring and energizing and lights me up because for a long time I... I didn't give myself the permission to enjoy those things. And I let external obligations take those things from me. And when I knew that I was not going to go back to being that woman again, 
I, I had to do that with a very gentle acceptance and, and grace that I made mistakes and that I was human and that I had experienced hurt and suffering, but that did not make me weak. In fact, it it created this strength that has given me so much in return. And I learned how to separate myself from guilt and shame, not not to feel as though I didn't deserve to feel those feelings, but that that was a time in my life where I accepted those feelings for what they were. And I accepted the pain that those feelings caused. And it was in this grace and acceptance that I feel like my soul became this bud, like the like bud of a plant. And I slowly started to regrow. And like the parts of a flower or tree, I just felt like I was shedding the leaves and then the soil was was ready to be fertilized again. And the archetypal wild woman in her dual nature has really been a constant reinforcement for me in my life that to be a woman at my core is that is the true self. That is the beautiful, strong, soulful knowing that has really always been there. And I I did not have to fear her leaving. I did not have to feel her abandonment. I just had to know how to find my way back to her and how to come home to her. And once I realized that 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 was the part of myself that was always going to be there and always going to be the comfort and soul and fire and growth that I didn't need from the outside world. It was all an inside job. That was both the biggest relief and the biggest motivating factor in in looking at myself every day as a work in progress and on a beautiful journey that was only going to get better. And this belief has really given me such comfort. And I feel that without this archetypal wild woman spirit, that I wouldn't feel completely whole and alive. I feel like she was the peace that I was always waiting to come home to. And now that I see her, now that I I know that she's within me and that, that co-ownership of that spirit, that I really have nothing to prove, um, no one to prove it to, no set of circumstances that I need to achieve in my life, no permission, no validation needs to be granted to access her. And I just have to give myself the space to to surrender the old narrative and and once I do, then I can let her rise up. And I wanted to share this week um, on this solo episode, this experience and these thoughts, because as women, I think we hold so many parts of ourselves. And we, we have, for many women, a, a fear of vulnerability and a fear of sharing those parts of ourselves with others. And we don't always give ourselves the credit for the challenges we faced in our lives and and see the beauty in how much we've overcome and how much strength and resilience and power and intuition is is required 
to overcome and and come out on the other side um more beautiful and and regrowing and rebirthing new seasons of life for ourselves so i hope um that you enjoyed this week's episode and i would love if if any of this resonated for you in your life that um you share it um share it with those you love share i would love to hear from you if um you want to share me in a dm what resonated for you so um i will look forward to seeing you on next week's episode have a great week everyone